Good morning. It is Tuesday, February 14th, and you know what that means. Kiss your elbow. <clears throat> it's Valentine's Day, and I am getting texts from all the lovely people. Um, I got a text from my friend. What you gonna do for your bitches tomorrow? And by bitches, she meant <laughs> my, uh, my two little puppies who will get uh, completely spoiled today. Uh, I did get a message, a couple messages, one from Australia, I mate, I, or New Zealand, I don't know, he called me mate, so could be anywhere from down under. Um, I will respond to you guys after I do the podcast, so, and I know I've got a couple of people who signed up for Trend Spider. If you are new, if you are just listening, first off on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. Make sure that you're subscribed, I'm on here every day live. Uh, usually between 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock, I'll log in. So hit the alerts if you want to watch. Um, we just look at TrendSpider and we look at some symbols to buy. Um, I have an algorithm. If you subscribe to TrendSpider using the link below and the code DSP25, you'll get 25% off TrendSpider. Uh, get a yearly subscription. You do need back testing, so you need the middle elite level of service to use my algorithm or any algorithm. We've got a couple of them. I've got a personal four hour one uh, that is proprietary that I will share with you if you subscribe to you um, to TrendSpider. We also have a 65 minute uh, algorithm which gets you in and out um, based on the eight day EMA. If you wanna see more about that, just watch the video in my YouTube that is entitled TrendSpider. Myself and David David Yoakum from TrendSpider. We sat down for an hour. Hour. We go over setting up that actual algorithm to backtest. It is a great algorithm. But happy Valentine's Day. Uh, CPI, we were on live going over CPI. It came out hotter than expected. We should expect this market to absolutely crash. It's gone down. Hasn't crashed. But it's gone down, and you know what? That just means buying opportunity. Here's buy up on the screen. And I talked about how we started to see the the button hook that I always see in my algorithm. Again, here, 383 was the buy-in on December 29th. We've been in an upward trend all the whole time. You uh, have gotten at least 10% uh, out of this run on SPY. Now, we don't always buy SPY, but we look at SPY and we look at the cues to see exactly where this thing is going. So if you look at th this button hook, boom, I, I think we're heading back down towards 4, 400 on SPY, but we're still over the nine day. That nine day EMA, uh, which is the green line that you see right here, we're over that. That's validation. So until we get down below that, I'm less likely to actually say, hey, we're going to go down absolutely. I like this volume right here, this volume shelf right about 397. That's where the majority of people back from November where we saw a little beginning of a spike, that's where most people are holding. If we move this this to the the recent spike of December 13th, you can see many more people are down here holding at 380. A lot of people seem to be using my algorithm to actually bump this one up. But this is where you're seeing at 380 level. So right down here, you can see that line right at 380. That's going to be a support. The 200 day is going to be the first support. But all of these volume shelves in between are going to be support. So if we go to the Qs, just the triple Qs, and you can use this chart to try and trade your TQQQ and your SQQQ as well because they are both based on this. So here you can see December 30th, we had a buy-in at 263. 
You are at 304 right now. Your next volume gap right now, based on that December 13th, is right here at 294. You're at 304, so you do have some move down, but see that green day? That green nine day, it's in the upward trajectory. It's moving up. You had this golden cross of the 50 day up above the 200 day right here, February 2nd. Your MACD is moving down. Uh, the RSI is at 58. The natural progression of this would be to pull back. Uh, I wouldn't expect us to go uh, on this QQQQ up to about 320 or so. I wouldn't expect that. Um, you can see uh, there is a gap here that got filled all the way back from September between 302 and 309. We filled it. The next gap up here is at 318, uh, 318 to about 322. But we filled that that first one. I wouldn't expect this next one to be filled until probably the next Fed meeting. But until then, we're going to see some choppiness. Um, I was saying this before I got live. I, in my heart of hearts, I think this is like last week where we started out negative uh, on, on Tuesday and we wound up positive. There's just a lot of money on the sidelines here. There's a lot of money from tax loss harvesting. I myself have a lot of money from tax loss harvesting sitting out there. So I, I do think that there's opportunities. Uh, let me go over kind of some. There were some questions on, uh, on, on some shippers uh, during our, um, our YouTube live yesterday after I got done recording. Rig is one. I think you need to wait for a pullback on this one. Um, this is our algorithm had you in January 6th at 483. You've almost doubled your money at this point. Uh, FRO, and I think it was Brian that even brought this one up. FRO, Frontline. Um, this is another shipper. This is, uh, out, the buy-in was here at 14.05. You're at 17. There are gaps all over the place on this one. This one's just a messy, messy chart. But you can see the ascending triangle that we've broken out of. Uh, this is a hugely moving stock. Uh, Zim is another trading comp uh, shipping company that we trade all the time. You can see it was trying to get up to cover this gap up to 25. Didn't quite make it. Lost its uh, sense of direction <laughs> on a shipping company. That, that's, a, that's a pun, <laughs> just so you know. Um, March 7th is their earnings. Uh, but it's been just a horrible, horrible stock um, to actually be in if you're trading it. Fantastic. SBLK uh, is one that has an enormous dividend. Um, this one you've been in since January 9th at $20.20. It's a nice 10% move. The biggest thing is the dividend. So if you hold on to this one, you can wait till earnings. Um, shippers have their, uh, they can name their price at this point. Uh, it's back to July of last year. You can see on all these charts, January 9th, $50.61. You're at $57.81. Big, big move, EGLE. And their earnings are coming up on do, 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 March 2nd, my mother's birthday. Uh, GOGL is one that I have traded for the dividend in the past, the special dividends. Their earnings are coming up February 15th, so tomorrow. Um, this one we've been in since January 10th at $8.60. You're at $9.71. You've covered this gap that went to $9.50. Your next gap up is between 10.07 and 10.21. And then there's gaps all the way up. There's nothing down as far as a gap. This one was covered right here at 7.85. So there's no down gaps that you really need to cover. Um, they've already been covered. 
So again, you know, it's always risky to hold on to this one. If we go into GOGL here um, into FinViz, you can see the dividend's 14.3%. A lot of these you just don't hold on to. Um, you just, I'm sorry, you don't trade, you hold them because of the dividend. Dividend X date, it was right after earnings. They're going to announce it. Probably be right after earnings. You're just going to have to hold on to it for the, the dividend. But most likely, based on shippers being able to name their price, this one probably has a pretty good uh, chance of being good. Um, I listen to, now, your boy walks about 10 to 15 miles a day at this point. I don't want to say 15 because 15 is like one day. Um, but it's usually about 8. I think yesterday it was about 11. So I do listen to a lot of podcasts, and one podcast that I listen to is the All In Podcast, and this week's episode in particular, uh, Chamath Paliapalatia, I don't know how to say his last name, but he is a founder of Facebook who took them um, public, uh, wound up becoming a billionaire, has been a scammer galore as far as SPACs a couple years ago, so he can't do CNBC anymore, he's kind of hated by the public, but he's on this podcast. Um, there are four best friends. It is a fantastic podcast. It provides such insight into what billionaires kind of think, what these guys who are all entrepreneurs. Um, and they went into Google versus Microsoft. And it's an interesting take because if I look at, um, I'm going to expand this up a little bit. I'm in our core portfolio. And for Google, we trade G-O-O-G because over the past year that has outperformed G-O-O-G-L. Uh, I think G-O-O-G-L in the short term might be outperforming, but I'll do a little, bit, little digging afterwards. Um, you can see Google, our algorithm has you out with a 7% gain here. Uh, it is below the 200-day. I continue to say I bought it 99. I may have timed it too early, but I think 95 is probably the pivot point here. Do they have more down to go? Maybe. I mean, this is just, if, if you look at a weekly chart of this one, um, Google is on its 200 day. Uh, the last time it touched its 200 day was, uh, March 23rd COVID. So I, I, again, I think this one in particular, you look at the, um, the chart and you say, where do I want to make entry? Now here's the difference. Microsoft has been on a tear of recent. We're not out of Microsoft yet. The buy-in was on January 11th at 231. You're at 271. There are gaps all the way down. And so if you think that this one has run a little too much, kind of like I do, there's a short ETF, MSFD, MSFD, uh, which stands for Microsoft Down. It's a 1.5, uh, I'm sorry, it's a one down bear. Uh, this one just got you out. The RSI is down at 31. The MACD is as low as it can go. Uh, I think that Microsoft, it, this one doesn't have a lot of data and it's choppy as F, but what it, it's brand new. It's a short ETF. But if you think Microsoft's going to go down, this stock's going to go up. It's not traded in high volume. There's not a lot of trend here. There's not a lot of things that I can read on the chart. But if you think Microsoft is going to go down, then this is the one to actually buy. Here's what All In was saying, and it was brilliant. <clears throat> Uh, Google's uh, look at AI last week went horribly wrong. They lost $100 billion worth of market cap. Microsoft, in turn, gave uh, $10 billion to ChatGPT, and Microsoft wound up gaining 
something like four or five hundred um, million dollars, or I'm sorry, uh, 40 billion, 40, 50 billion dollars in uh, market cap. So they've moved up to a two trillion dollar company, blah, 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 whole thing. Their ex-dividend date is coming up on February 15th today. You can expect this one to get a little ding down. It's not a big dividend. I think it's what, about one, one point something. Um, it is exactly 1%. The PE is 30. It is super expensive. Um, th- their CEO had guided on their last earnings call back here on January 24th that it's a tough two years and they don't expect to grow significantly. So why is this stock going up? It's hype. Complete hype. Uh, is Microsoft taking market share from Google? Here's the deal. Microsoft, when AI is inserted into um, into the uh, uh, kind of search results, it c- can't viably insert ads because if you're using AI to present somebody with a, a result, then how are you inserting ads? So it's, it's cannibalizing Google's actual business because when you do a Google search, you throw that in. Now, here's what I want you to think. If Microsoft is actually take your own personal uh, thing, are you changing your default browser right now, uh, which probably 99% of you have Google, are you changing it to Bing today? No. If not, this is hype. And you know what? If not, then for even the next year or the next two years, look at Google. G-O-O-G. Again, what's your default browser? Uh, Are you using Hotmail or MSN? Or are you using Gmail? Just put that into your mind. That's what I want to tell you. Um, And that's the way to look at this. Because Google will figure it out. Um, I do think that Google has some operational difficulties. Eh, It is what it is. Uh, Fidelity, which is Fidelity National, um, FIS. This one came out with earnings yesterday. I want to say that any reaction in the market is an overreaction. This one moved from 68 up to 74 pre-earnings. It just moved. And you can, if you want to read more about it, uh, I was just looking at it and I said, you know, I kind of think that this is, it's expensive, 43 PE. Dividend is 2.85. Yesterday or today, Morgan Stanley upgraded it with a price target of 79. That is after a disappointing earnings. So you can look at the chart. Ascending triangle, completely broken. Um, Down here, it's putting in kind of a base at 66, right where it was, right before it started this ascending triangle. Um, If you want to look at uh, a little bit longer, we can look at a weekly on this one. It's got a downward trend. I don't know that necessarily you're looking at a huge move up, but if you want to look at a a market reaction that may have been an overreaction, I do think that you look at this this top point here, about 80, where a lot of people are kind of holding. Uh, The bottom part is 60, so you probably have a 10% down, but you have about a 20-30% upside. It's the way I look at this one just from a chart perspective. Um, now I, I, you know, again, it's expensive as we see interest rates move up. This PE is probably going to go down, but forward PE is 10. It's not huge. Um, 
you know, you can take a look at the uh, earnings per share this year, expected 165%. Um, their short interest, 9.56 million. They floated, you know, a ton of shares. You're 16% above your 52-week low of 56. You're 41% below your 52-week high of 112. Morgan Stanley just gave them, guys who are smarter than me, look into this way more than I do. Move them from 73 to 79. You can look 75, 70, 63. You're trading at 66. All of the, you know, again, any reaction in the market is an overreaction. I saw this one and I liked it. I got asked yesterday, uh, five stocks that I would hold for the next five to 10 years. It's an interesting question because who knows where we're going to be in five to 10 years. Uh, I, I likened it to Cisco. You know, if you had asked me that in 2000, would I hold Cisco for the next five to 10 years? Well, Cisco was going to uh, basically build the internet. <laughs> and I would have said here at 62, absolutely, I'm buying Cisco. That's June 2000. We still haven't gotten up to these, this range of this stock trading here. And it's been 23 years. So you could always be wrong. You look at General Electric, too. This is part of the Nifty 50 uh, back in the 70s. If you were to ask me in the early 2000s, would I think that I would hold this one for 10 years? Well, your boy did up here at 405. I own this one in September 2000. And, and I wrote it all the way down. And boom, in 2003, when we started to have a bull market, it came right back. And then in 2007, it came right down. And it just hasn't recovered. This is a monthly chart. So take this with a grain of salt. Because I don't know where we're going. But if you had to ask me today, where are you putting your money and where are you keeping your money? Uh, I think anybody who listens regularly could tell. First place is Apple. Uh, I'm recording on an iMac. I've got my MacBook Pro here. I've got my, uh, my iPhone. <laughs> I've got my Apple Watch. Uh, I've got the services. I've got Apple TVs. I am sucked into the ecosystem. So what am I using? Apple? I'd buy Apple. You know, large portion of my portfolio is Apple. Second one I would buy is Amazon. And the reason I would buy Amazon, under 100, again, I, I think anything under 100 for Amazon is good. Amazon right now doesn't have a demand problem. They have a cost problem. Um, in fact, Andy Jassy said he will focus on the struggling grocery business because my um, uh, Walmart has been eating their lunch as far as traffic goes, um, and they've been able to grow their delivery business um, while Amazon's been struggling in that. They just have. Nobody, you know, they, 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 they need a grocery business in order to attract people to that, that prime service to grow it, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, and Apple Music is available in Tesla. Good point, John. Um, but yeah, Amazon is the second one. I, I just believe. You tell me that you haven't ordered something off of uh, Amazon in the last month. If you haven't, don't use this one. Go with a different one because I'm going to give you more than five. Um, third one, Microsoft. I just think Sasha Nadella is a genius. Uh, we talked a little bit on YouTube Live yesterday about how he bought LinkedIn. <laughs> and when you buy LinkedIn, uh, you know where all the good developers are. You know when somebody is looking for a job. You know what their experience is. You know how they uh, communicate even in uh, private messages. You control all of that data. And you can find the best 
uh, best employees. You can also probably see which one of your employees is looking for a job, which one's looking to leave. And if they are a good employee, you know what? We're going to give you a little bit more. Boom, they stop looking. So you can you control all of that. Um, whether they do it or not, I don't know. Is it illegal? I don't know. I haven't read the user policy. But if, if I were Microsoft, it's exactly what I'd be doing. Uh, what else did he buy? He bought GitHub to get all of his developers, um, you know, a, a tool. What did he do? He put $10 billion into ChatGPT. Well, you know what ChatGPT does? It allows you to take um, 10 uh, developers or 10 coders and uh, allow them to be 100 because you will write all of your code in artificial intelligence. And that's what ChatGPT is good at. So this is the third one that I would do. Your next one, I think you have a choice. And I say this knowing um, that search is the dominant focus of Google. It's an ad business based on search. So you could buy Google because again, Gmail, um, I use Google search. Uh, I use Google maps. Um, you know, again, Google in my life, Android is the number two platform for phones. They have a ton of data on people and data is all about ads. So if you don't like Google, the next one I would probably buy is meta. These guys print money. And from what I talk about with some of my social media p folks, um, this is undervalued because Facebook and, and Instagram ads are working better than anything. So Meta's one that I would look into as well. So I think that, that's kind of a choice. But your fourth, uh, or I'm sorry, your fifth one that I do think is a buy and hold. Now your boy doesn't own this one. I sold it as tax loss harvesting in December is Tesla. And the reason I say Tesla, there's two things. Uh, they have a product day coming up March 1st. And Elon said last night, it's not just a product day for Tesla products. This is basically a guide for the rest of the world on renewable energy. And so Tesla is more than a car company. The valuation is crazy high. From this point, I do think that we come back down here to 146 to 156. Um, there are some pretty large uh, sales in Tesla. And the question, is Elon actually selling? It's kind of putting in right around this 200 day between 187 and 200. Um, I do think that these are, th this is a stock to hold. The reason is, not only do you have uh, a $35,000 a $35, Model 3 that was just announced with the tax rebates. So you have all of the demand. It's a four-month wait. You're back to 2018 demand levels um, just on the Model Y and the Model 3, which are the number one selling cars in California. Not electric cars, number one overall selling cars in California. But you have the Cybertruck coming up, which again, number one and two selling cars in California. Uh, the number one pickup market in the U.S. is California. Um, and you've got the Tesla Semi, which Pepsi has rolled out, which they're seeing a ton more come out. Uh, so you have the Semi. You have a mega pack, which is basically going to utilities and saying, you know what? We can uh, collect solar energy and you can store it in batteries. And then, so when you have your peaks, uh, your peak, like in the summertime, if you have, have done any research on the electrical grid, 
the, what part of the reason you have these quote unquote brownouts is because they have to level off the grid. Now the grid is incredibly uh, insufficient and the delivery that we have of energy in this company is incredibly inefficient. The most efficient uh, use of energy is localized energy. So if you were to able to put uh, solar panels on your roof and have a battery pack in your garage, you'd never lose power because you'd always have power um, because you're covered by the batteries and the grid would just be a backup. If for instance, you know, we have a three week storm where you or your solar panels are broken and you can't recharge your batteries. Well, you recharge them at night when the grid is uh, down, you know, and low and they need to, to send down energy. Because if you know anything about grids, sometimes they actually at night, if there's a localized portion of the grid that is down, they have to run electricity through it. So they wind up losing electricity. I think the last time I read something on this, we lose 40% of the energy we create through the grid. And that just means, you know, those wires that you see up there, energy seeps out of that. Sometimes delivering you energy over long spans, you lose energy. So there's, you know, I'm going to put in one honorable mention. And the honorable mention for me is Uber. Their last earnings were so good. And you can see the run-up after the earnings. They've pulled back. There's a gap here between 31 um, and there's a gap here at 26. I think the gap at 26 gets filled. I will probably buy at that 26. I think this one has been shown that if you buy in the 20s, you can wait to sell it in the 30s. These guys are going to make money. This is going to be a good business. Uh, Self-driving is where they probably want to go because then they'll make a ton of money. But the, the fact that they have Uber Freight, Uber Eats, um, Uber Delivers, uh, all of that stuff. I think it's just a good business to be in. So again, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, you have your choice of Google or Meta, Tesla, and I'm an honorable mention Uber. So if you want to know where to put your money, think about those. And I say that biasedly. I am a tech investor. Uh, I have traditionally over this bull run invested in tech. Is the next 10 years uh, bull run, is that based on tech? Is that based on the consumer? Is it based on um, oil, energy? Uh, energy has underperformed. Um, you can look at the XLE, which is, you know, we'll take a look at the monthly of the XLE. You'll see how it has underperformed uh, over the past 10 years. Um, just look at this monthly. I mean, this is 2016. We'll, we'll go to the, the peak here, 2018. Uh, and then you go two years down to 2020. I mean, just look at that slide. You're back to where you were in 2014. If you had bought in 2014, you basically just did a full-on slide down to 2020. And then from 2020 until 2023, you've come back up. So there is no upward trajectory in energy whatsoever. You can see plain as day. Uh, XLE, uh, this goes back to 1999. And it's just been a bear. Um, do you see an upward trajectory from here? Very well, maybe. Very well, maybe. Uh, Palantir, I said it yesterday. <laughs> And I wish I would have uh, bought some yesterday, but I said it yesterday. Palantir was kind of poised to make a good earnings. Well, they announced their first positive earnings. 
first EBITDA positive, and they announced that they will probably be EBITDA positive this year. Uh, they were up uh, 20% in pre-market. They have since come down. Uh, they traded, uh, they closed at uh, 8.59. They're trading right now at 8.40. It's down from where it opened, and it, it's come down based on the CPI data, um, and we opened up. It looks like the Dow Jones is down about 1%, NASDAQ is down about 1%, and S&P is down about 1% as well. So it's down, um, but Palantir is down. I think most of my stocks are down, it looks like. MPLX is up, which we'll talk about. We had a cross-up on that one. Walmart is up. Um, those are the only, and PanW, and Oxy, and NVIDIA. They're starting to crawl up. Um, but everything seems to be, you know, Apple's down 1.53%. Um, so let's talk about Coke. I said get into Coke under 60. Um, they announced earnings, great earnings. Um, you had a, a buy-in yesterday at 60.43, or I'm sorry, this morning at six, or yesterday afternoon, 60.43. $60.43 was the buy-in on the algorithm. Now, the algorithm doesn't perform really well over uh, two years, 1,000 candles. And the reason I say just buy and hold this one I personally have held this one probably since about 2010, 2011, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, the performance chart, 5% on the algorithm. It gets you in and out 27 times. Uh, you win 37% of the time. Buying and holding gets you 20%. The reason I say just buy and hold this one, anything under 60 in my mind is absolutely a buy. You do have this gap between 56, uh, 5615 and 5655 in the algorithm. Uh, again, this is four-hour chart, so the gap is there. It's clearly holding on to this 200-day uh, at $60. Just buy it and hold it. Honest to God, your boy loves loves cola, so I own both Coke and Pepsi. Uh, Marriott uh, Hotels beat on the top and the bottom. Um, their stock, it opened at 175 It's down to 173 uh, They made $1.96 per share. Last quarter was $1.69. So they've beaten the past two quarters on this quarter. Their ex-dividend date is coming up February 23rd. You can read more about it on um, Finviz, but Marriott's dividend is 0.92. Um, there were a couple of downgrades, 166 to, the average price target is 173, it looks like. Um, if we go to the insider sales, you can see they're selling at about 160 uh, of recent times. And it looks like it's one, two million, but you know, one to two million dollars worth of stock is not a lot to these guys. It's trading at one seventy four, and again, the price target is one seventy three. So I, I think it's just average. You know, again, it's average. Um, nothing huge. Uh, Rohan asked me on the private Facebook group. If you're not part of the private Facebook group, down below there's a link tree, and you can look for the Facebook logo that is right up top. Just go there; it takes you right to the Facebook group. Answer: My name is Gary. It is not Jim Kramer, so you can just answer who hosts this, and you'll get right in. Plain and simple. Snowflake uh, is uh, a stock that I personally own. Um, it had we got the buy-in here at 135 on January 10th. Their earnings are coming up on March 1st. This is a roll of the dice. This company is not making money, and they will not make money in a very long time. This is a software company. Their forward PE is 316. It is an enormous roll of the dice that they will continue to grow their business. That's plain and simple what you're doing here. My personal opinion, 
I think you buy anywhere between 130 and 140. Um, and I think you just hold on for the ride. Could you go down to 80? Absolutely. If these guys somehow say that we've got an enormous loss and we're just not getting the contracts that we thought we would, you could go down to 120. 120 was where we were in June, June of last year. You didn't make it back there even in October. Uh, so I think you've put in the bottom here at about 120, but that's with unforeseen circumstances. If for some reason they come back with something uh, bad, you see that. There's a gap up here between 245 and 259. Um, I wouldn't expect that anytime soon. Not anytime this year. In my mind, I think you trade between 130 and 180 this year. I don't think that you get back to the 200s. Just a guess. It's actually crawling into the positive right now. Snowflake is. Um, so uh, some folks wanted me to go over Boyle. Uh, Boyle is up. Let me just see. Boyle is up uh, 4.61% today. Uh, it's trading at $6.35. You can see, and, and you know, I think it was Justin uh, brought it up, but you can see we're clearly seeing an increase in volume. Look at that volume increase right there. And again, this is on the four-hour chart time frame. Um, this one got you in at 14. I think it got you right out. Let me see. No, you know what? Here. This one, so, and it's an interesting one to look at because you can clearly see the interest in volume. People are trying to time this and they're trying to time this and they're saying it's got to get back up to that 200 day. You've got steps of gaps all the way down here. This 1403, you're still in as far as the algorithm can see. You're still in this. And the reason, let me expand this one up, that MACD is still over the strike line. So that MACD is still moving up while the price is moving down. So again, it's moving average convergence divergence. This can happen. This is a four-hour time frame. The nine-day is clearly putting in some type of bottom. That volume is kind of leveling off. The RSI right now is at 41. It's coming off at 24. But you're just putting in this. I told Justin, I told everybody on YouTube Live, my assumption, and, and this is just a guess, nobody knows, is that if you can buy this under six, at some point, you can sell it over six. Uh, if I look at a longer time frame of this one, and maybe we still have it. Yes, we still have it. Here is the, the channel that I see this moving in. And this is a weekly chart, and it's a long-term channel. You can clearly see this goes back to 2017. This is a decaying asset. We traded in the hype trade up here in June and July. We traded up in the 104s. This was when um, uh, natural gas, Europe was in the midst of uh, the Ukraine situation where um, the, the, the Nord Stream pipeline was you know, in question and uh, Putin was shutting it down. You've seen this slide all the way down to $6. This is a decaying asset, so it will not make you money. This is not an investment. This is a trading tool. And so you're trading on futures. Uh, the reason why I say this is going to go down to $2 is just look at that. At some point in time, you get to this $2.62. So you can see, clearly see, the rise in volume with the fall in price. That means get out. So where do you want to be in? Right now, it still has the momentum. 
KOLD. Um, and if we go to a weekly chart, I'll show you KOLD has the momentum. Even on, you know, you're not out of this one. This one, the algorithm got you in December 19th at 1740. And you got steps all the way up. And you're putting in this capitulation right here at about $60. If we go to the weekly on KOLD, I think I've still got this written. Yeah. See, you've come out. Again, it's a decaying asset. So you're always going to have these channels moving down. The question is, when do you time it? Will you time it when it comes down to the bottom here? So that's why I say if I were to go to a weekly of, remember, the weekly of Boyle, it's down at the bottom in the bottom channel. So I think you can start to move it up. Um, I just, I hate to see people lose money. So I do, and, and the way these things continue, by the way, to trade is you can see right here, they just trade reverse split one for five. Reverse split, one for four. So they just reverse split to increase the actual share price so that they can stay listed. That's all they do. And then people start, continue to sell, uh, sell it. Um, let's talk Tesla. Tesla is up. <laughs> it's up almost 2%. The market has come back. Yeah. The market has come back. Uh, I have to restart Active Trader Pro real quick. Um, but the market has come back. Tesla is up 1.5%. 1.5%. We were down below 190 or 197. I've talked about this one. I think Elon might be selling. Uh, there's some downward pressure. If you want to trade the short on this one, and if you think it's run and you want to take this one into your own hands, TSLS is a one-time bear. And as the price of Tesla goes down, this one will go up. You had a buy-in here on our algorithm February 7th. So seven days ago at 29.54, you're at 28.49. You're still in because that MACD obviously is still moving up. Um, you've got that one moving in that direction. Um, let me just log into Active Trader Pro real quick. Um, and so you've got this one moving up. Another short ETF that you could use to trade it is TSLQ. TSLS and TSLQ, either one. They're both one times. They're not levered, but it's, it's either one. You had uh, February 7th, the same, 47.72, you're at 46.03. So TSLS or TSLQ, either one, either one. Um, let me look at the, yeah, then it looks like the Dow Jones is down 0.35. Um, the NASDAQ is down 0.11. The S&P is down 0.1. So. Tesla's an outlier. <laughs> Taiwan Semiconductor up 1%. Uber up 1%. There's no way this NASDAQ can be down with these numbers. But maybe my Active Trader Pro is just behind. Uh, Microsoft is up 65 cents. Whew. Wow. Um, so yes, TSLQ, blah, blah, blah. Let's look at some scans. And what have we had cross-ups on? I said MPLX, which is up 0.67%. You had a buy at 34.58. You're trading at 34.66. You are past your ex-dividend date. You are past your earnings date. MPLX right now has a 9% yield on their dividend. You're up 5% year to date. For one year, you're up 2.85%. It's just a good company that gives money back. There is some tax implications on this dividend. Um, just understand that. I am not going to go into it. I'm not going to answer it because your boy doesn't understand it. I just know I get an uh, email from Fidelity who handles everything for me. And even though I hold it in my IRA, there are some taxes that I need to pay. 
uh, mRNA. And I probably shouldn't hold it, by the way. I should probably just get Devin. mRNA had a cross up. 168.73. You're at 172. This move is fairly strong. Uh, and it's fairly you know, obvious that it's putting in. The 50-day is still moving down. Um, just be aware the 50-day is moving down. This is 100% a hype, tra- a hype trade. Right now, this company is a COVID-only company. And no government is buying the COVID uh, vaccine anymore. It is still covered under insurance, but no government is buying it. So I don't know what type of earnings. I don't know what type of guidance these guys put in. Uh, I don't know what type of hype they put in. Uh, the other thing I will tell you is if, you know, even in TrendSpider, you can look at this, uh, take a look at this. Their PE is six. Their forward PE is 58. It's not crazy expensive. It's just semi-expensive. Um, most of the price targets, the average price target is $233. Uh, I want you to take a look at these insider, um, insider. There is not one buy and they're all selling. They're all selling at different price points. Ben sells, uh, Stefan, who is the CEO has sold somewhere in the neighborhood of a billion dollars of shares over the last year. So, um, I don't know that I'm a hundred percent fan of this one. I will say it's in our core portfolio. And the reason it's in our core portfolio is not because it's a long-term buy and hold, but because it's been a fantastic trade. Uh, another one that came up in the energy sector, CHRD, um, cord energy, which, uh, came in with a buy, but at 141 32, you're trading at 139. Their earnings are coming up February 22nd. If you've been paying attention to any of the earnings, you know, energy sector has been good. This one might come up as a, a, a good pop on earnings. They may raise the dividend. They may announce a special dividend. If you go and look at this one, their dividend yield is 3.54. Now, if I go just into Google um, and I type in CHRD dividend, um, dividend, if I can type, um, and I just go uh, and I look at the NASDAQ site, uh, I can see the yield for the year is 10.38%. Well, why? They have special dividends. In July, they had a $15 special dividend. Um, and in November, I mean, they just pay dividends based on earnings. I would expect some type of, you know, last year they gave $14.68 a dividend. So PE ratio is 2.29. You can see it. Here in Cord Energy, um, you can see their PE here is four. Uh, their average price target is 184, and they're trading at 140. Earnings, energy company, I think it might be good. Uh, another of our levered ETFs crossed up, UDAO. This is the Dow in an upward. <laughs> so if you believe that the Dow is going upward, it's an ultra pro, so it's three times levered, 6162. Ironically, the last one that got you in at January 26th got you out with a loss, but you could have gotten out with a gain. Uh, 6162. I, if, again, if you think we're going up, bet on this one. If you think we're going down, I wouldn't use a, a, a triple levered ETF. I would wait for confirmation. Right now, the up one has the confirmation. One other one that I got to cross up here in my own personal, which is a risky one, is Fastly. This is a software company. I believe it is a um, uh, a Kathy Ar- Kathy Woods Arc fund. They're not making money year to date. They're up fifty one percent. 
Um, their average target price is $10.45. They're trading at $12.42. So you can see the lead one, uh, February 14th, there's a Motley Fool article. That will give you all the information that you need um, to determine if you want to buy this one. These guys are selling at around 10. All of the insiders in December, November, December, and January, they've sold between $8 and $10. Again, the cross-up was at $12.61. You moved yesterday. There was some big news uh, uh, yesterday. They gapped them up. I don't know what it was, but $12.61, did they announce something? Um, let me see. Yeah. Um, why fast? Motley Fool article. Just go and look at it. Let me see. Now, now you got me intrigued. Uh, why it moved up so much. A rare double upgrade has the market feeling good about the edge computing company's upcoming quarterly. So any reaction in the market is an overreaction. <sighs> they could be positive. I mean, this could be Palantir kind of thing where it becomes positive. Um, a mainstay, McDonald's, had a cross up. McDonald's is just, God, I love McDonald's. 266.23. Uh, the algorithm makes you 14% buying and holding. This one makes you 24%. This is over two years. It's a great stock. They just continue to print money. These guys operationally just make it easy. And there's a great, um, with Michael Keaton on uh, Netflix, uh, about the founding of McDonald's and how it went. It's an interesting movie. Not very positive, but interesting. Um, Honeywell, which I like. It's come down to the 200 day at 203. Uh, you got a gap here between 189 and 191, which might get filled. You can clearly see it's moving down. The dividend X date is coming up on February 23rd. Honeywell, H-O-N. Uh, the dividend yield is 2.03%. So again, a cross up. Um, Lululemon. I said buy this one under $300 when the earnings came out and it crashed. You're in ascending wedge right now, 317. There have been three other trades that all got out for losses in the past, um, since in the past month. This is 317. It is clearly putting in some type of capitulation between 300 and 320. 317 puts it in an upward wedge. Um, you've got a gap up here between 348 and 374. Their last earnings were super disappointing with bad guidance. So I don't know that I'd necessarily expect this one to move other than on some type of news. Because, they, again, they, they just they put out poor, poor guidance. Oracle, which is a podcast favorite, which I do not have in our core portfolio. I probably should um, because I've been yelling to people to buy this one around 60. This is the one stock that actually, when they buy back stock, they retire it. And it's the second largest retirement of stock. You know what the first is? Apple. When they buy back stock, they just retire it. Most companies buy back stock. They hold the stock. They can reissue the stock in form of options, executive pay, blah, blah, blah. Oracle actually retires it. So that's why you're seeing it just move higher and higher and higher. Plus, a well-run business. Their earnings are coming up March 9th. They've already announced their earnings back in December. I wouldn't expect any other catalyst on this one, but you can see it's just moved nicely. Uh, the algorithm makes you 18% on this one. Buy and hold makes you 43%. Um, it gets you 26 positions. You win 36% of the time. Your average win is 8.99%. You can see we're just getting out of a 6% win. Uh, this 26% win from October to December. I mean, I probably would still be holding on, to be honest with you. 
I, again, I use the algorithm as just guidance. You have some gaps here that haven't been filled. Just not too worried about it. 89 seems high. Uh, if we look at the 52-week range and we go to Oracle here, um, it is 2% off its 52-week high of 91. Uh, the average price target is 93. So you're getting up there. But I wanted to bring it up. I like it. Probably lower. I'd probably like to see it closer down to the 200-day. The, the but you may not have a chance to get it. So if you want it, get it. Duke Energy has come up a lot. So DUK, um, we've been kind of trading this one. I, I know I mentioned this one at 101. Got you out with a 1% loss. Uh, 105. It's about 1% more. This one has a big dividend and the X dividend date is coming up the 16th. I think it's a fairly good day. It's a, it's a utility. 4% dividend. So you're coming up with a 1% payment right here on February 16th. So two days from now. Um, that's it. 48 minutes. I thought it was going to be much, much, much longer. And I, I pr could probably go more. But I know my dog's looking at me. She's like, I got to poop, daddy. I got to poop. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. If you made it this far, hit the thumbs up button on YouTube. Also, uh, if you're rating, go up into Spotify, hit that five star. The other thing that I'd like you to do, just a gentleman's agreement if you make it this far, just go to YouTube and subscribe. You'll find a link tree down below with all of the socials. You can email me. You can message me on Instagram. You can join our private Facebook group and join the community that posts back and forth. Uh, anything that you want, it's easy, simple. Just do it. So do it for me. Uh, again, I want you to enjoy your Valentine's Day. So uh, your boy is going to go outside. It's going to be 65 degrees. I'm going hiking. Um, I do think that we wind up green today. I think we're, are we in the green? We're in the green. Yes, we are back to green. Kind of like I thought. Uh, I just think there's too much money out there to bring this one down. Uh, we'll look at some of our most actives. Um, and I, if you're on YouTube and you ask me about stuff, I will, um, stocks, I will stay on there and go, AMD is way up. Wow. AMD's up two bucks at $85. Um, Ford is up eight cents. The hype train continued. Um, Tesla, Tesla's over 200 again. Holy crap. Tesla's just, God, that's the stock that just keeps on giving. Microsoft's up 50 cents. NVIDIA's up eight bucks. I mean, the chips are flying. Apple is down. Eh, big deal. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond is under $2. The, the short squeeze is over. Okay. I'm going on YouTube. If you guys have any questions, let me know. See ya. Have a great day.